What is it like to age well in the Garden State, where nearly a quarter of residents are over 60 years old? Are you one of them? Join New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well to discuss the ups and downs of aging in New Jersey. In this podcast series, we tap into our network of leading experts to provide a fresh look into the key issues affecting the state's older population and their families, including finances, housing, health, and security. Each half-hour episode details professional insight into how you can maximize the joy, minimize the challenges, and capitalize on the opportunities that aging in the Garden State offers. Happy New Year. We know with the new year comes a lot of resolutions to get fit and to exercise more and to be healthy. All of those are great goals, but it's important to make sure you are exercising safely in order to age well. Join us to find out more about physical therapy and how it can be an important part of your fitness goals. Hello and welcome to Aging Insights. I'm Dr. Kathy Rowe, Executive Director of New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well. And I'd like to welcome our guest, Joe Golden, who appeared on our last episode about gift ideas for the older adults in your life. Joe had so many good points and good ideas, we decided to have her back to talk about fitness and specifically about how physical therapy can help you achieve your health goals. So Joe, welcome and thank you for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience? Yes, my name is Joe Golden and I am a physical therapist. I've been a physical therapist for 38 years. I originally did my training in the UK and then moved to the US. I have worked in many, many different settings from the older adult to the professional athlete and everything in between. Great. And now, can you tell us a little bit about physical therapy, what it is, what it isn't, and what's the goal of physical therapy and how it's different from other just exercising or other therapies for older adults? Yeah, so the goal of physical therapy is always with every patient that we see to maximize your mobility, your strength, your function, and decrease pain. Mm -hmm. Now, physical therapists traditionally work in many, many different settings. I have colleagues that work in the pediatric setting with children. We have people that work in neurological settings with people who've had strokes, anything from athletes from high school to professional outpatient PT practices where you might go with your bad back or a bad mm -hmm. neck or a bad shoulder, all of those different settings. But the, the common theme is that every time we see a new patient as a physical therapist, we will do a very thorough evaluation. So first we'll sit down and we'll learn about the history of your problem. We'll talk about all the different things that relate to that problem. Right. And we'll also talk about your goals for what you would like out of treatment. So we'll do that whole sort of what we call the subjective evaluation. Okay. Then we'll dive down into what is actually wrong, whether that's your knee or your shoulder or your hip. Now, the, the question you asked about, you know, is stretching or other therapies, uh, are, they, are they part of physical therapy? If you think of a any physical therapist having a toolbox mm -hmm. of all the different things they could do with a patient, then stretching is just one part of that toolbox. Okay. Strengthening exercise is another thing. We have modalities and machines that we can put on. So every physical therapist has a toolbox with all kinds of different things that they can do as part of their treatment. Okay, great. Now, physical therapy is used after an injury as part of somebody's recovery, but it can also be used for prevention, to prevent illness, injury, or fall. 
Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that, that's a very good question because traditionally everybody thinks of physical therapy as, you know, you've had an accident, you've broken your leg, you go to physical Ooh, therapy. That's been me. Right. <laughs> or you've had a knee replacement and you go to physical therapist. Most people learn to hate their physical therapist during that process. <laughs> but so, but as from a prevention standpoint, physical therapists, we love prevention because if I can prevent some of these things happening, it makes everybody's lives better. So absolutely, physical therapy can be a large part of prevention of further injuries. So it's very, very important. Okay. Now, what are some of the causes of the aches and pains people feel as we age? What, why? What are they about? Yeah, so unfortunately, the, the aging process doesn't really spare many parts of the body. So it doesn't spare your joints and your muscles and everything else that's involved with that. So, you know, traditionally, we talk about those aches and pains are described as arthritis, mm -hmm. which is a very global term. It literally means joint inflammation. Okay. In, in the older adult, we're looking at more degenerative arthritis or osteoarthritis. Mm -hmm. And this is something that it comes on not always in proportion to what you might have done in your youth. So, you know, people who might have played professional football may or may not have as much arthritis as someone who doesn't. So there's really often no rhyme or reason. One of the things I, I often caution patients on is a lot of my patients come in and they've had x-rays or MRIs that show things. Um, and But we as physical therapists and good doctors as well, always evaluate the patient in front of us, not the x-ray or not the MRI. Because sometimes people can bring in an x-ray of their knee that looks horrendous from an x-ray standpoint, but they're really doing very well. Okay. Conversely, you have someone whose x-ray looks quite good, but actually has a lot of limitations. So we're going to treat as physical therapists the person in front of us mm -hmm. and not necessarily the x-ray or the MRI. So if you use the kind of knee example, you know, arthritis in the knee, what does that look like? Well, usually some swelling, loss of motion, you know, stiffness of your knee, you're going to lose strength in the muscles around the knee. Mm -hmm. You might lose some balance and some other function. So as a physical therapist, we can obviously address all of those aches and pains that kind of come on with the aging process. Okay. Okay. That's great. Now, Medicare Part B covers medically necessary outpatient physical therapy. And we want to encourage people to learn more about this and explore their benefits. So how does somebody get started? What, what doctor do you talk to and what do you ask about? How do you start that conversation? Yes, I mean, the best way to make sure that everything goes to plan is to go and see your primary care physician first. It can also be your orthopedist if, if you are seeing one. So a physician referral is a very good way to start. Mm -hmm. When the physical therapist first does the evaluation like we've talked about, they're going to write up a, a large report on you with goals and plans of treatment. That will get sent to the doctor for them to sign off on. Okay. And then as your plan of care progresses, the physical therapist will send progress reports back to the doctor so they know how you are doing. So take home message, go see your primary care physician or doctor, and then go into physical therapy. And I just want to say that all physical therapists know what these forms are. They're okay. all very okay. <laughs> averse in, in all the different forms that are needed for a Medicare standpoint. Okay. We want to show that Medicare now has an app where you can look up what is covered under Medicare. You can look up physical therapy, what your cost share is, and what you need to do to get it approved. So now I've talked to my doctor, and what do I look for when I'm choosing a physical therapist? Yeah, that's actually a very good question. So all physical therapists should be able to assess these issues that you see in the older adult. We all learn all of this during school 
and on into our practice. Now, I think one of the best ways sometimes to find a physical therapist is by word of mouth. I actually have my own physical therapy practice and our biggest referral source was word of mouth. Because you ask your friends, where did you go for physical therapy? Who was your physical therapist? Mm -hmm. And you know, did you like them? So that's a very good way to start the ball rolling. Secondly, often um, the doctor may have a physical therapist that they would recommend. Okay. So you really don't necessarily need to look for a specialized physical therapy um, clinic for a lot of these mm -hmm. issues. Having said that, if you find a clinic and then you call up and want to make an appointment and you have a specific problem, like let's say you, you feel like you need some help with your balance, it's sometimes good to ask, is there somebody who specializes in balance work okay. at this clinic or specializes in the shoulder? And that's often an, a good way to get to see the absolute right provider. Okay. And then we have that old expression, use it or lose it. Can you tell us what does that really mean and what's that about? Yeah, unfortunately that expression is true. And, and uh, the easiest example of this is, you know, if you've been doing a sort of exercise program or something and then you go off on vacation for two weeks mm -hmm. and you eat and drink too much on vacation and you come back and you're like, oh my gosh, I, 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 I've slipped back so far. You know, it's, it's always challenging to get to a level and it seems so easy to drop off, right? right? Yes. And to lose it. So... The importance of this in the older adult is that you stay as mobile as possible at all times. All right. The other thing that's really important, if you feel you are losing it from the physical standpoint, then you need to do something about it sooner rather than later. So, simplest example, if you suddenly realize you cannot reach to the second shelf of the cabinet, mm -hmm. then you start thinking, is there a limitation in my shoulder? All we right. as physical therapists would much rather you came in when you've got a slight limitation, or I have patients that come in who can't lift their arm at all. Well, mm -hmm. it would have been great if they'd come in a little bit sooner than that. So if you feel like you're losing it, do something about it sooner rather than later is the take home message. Okay, and monitor yourself and your changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in our last Aging Insights episode, your, the gift guide, um, we had started talking about shoes, and that's why we decided to, do, to have a whole episode about physical therapy. And you said to look at shoes. So I went and I looked at my shoe. So um, tell me what's wrong here. <laughs> so this is, this is actually a very good point because I, I don't know how many patients that I have rehabbed um, and then at the final visit, let's say, they come in wearing the shoes that they're going to be doing their activities in. And I realize, oh, my goodness, they have not you know, renewed these shoes in 20 years. So it's really important. A good shoe can make a massive difference on your mm. function and your risk of falling, for example, and even some of the aches and pains in your bodies. You know, a good shoe will help your knee and your hip and your back. So one of the first things we look at is the, the heel of the shoe. Now, if you put that heel on the ground, it should be flat on the ground. If we look at a lot of our shoes, we're going to see that it's going to be worn on one side more than the other. Right. Now, it's normal to wear your shoes on one side more than the other. But if that gets an excessive amount, obviously that's going to tip your foot into a not a good position and give you much more chance of, mm -hmm. of twisting an ankle or being less stable on your feet. So the thing I always look at is the heel and is it worn on one side? And sometimes the shoes you can get, you're going to see a massive difference yeah. from one side to another. So that's the first thing we look at. The next thing is, you know, shoes stretch over time. So that supportive shoe um, when you first bought it is not going to be the same 10 years later. Okay. So having a good support in the front of the shoe, around the foot, and then also around the ankle is also very important.
So the question also people ask me is, well, how often should I check my shoes? Now, that really depends on how much activity you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you're running 10 miles a day, obviously that needs to be more frequently than if you're walking twice a week. But, you know, on average, I would say six months or so, just take another good look at your shoe. And it's something that it's always important to bring into your physical therapist to show them your shoes. Right, right. And then they can say, oh, these are good or these are not so good. So, yes. I did go and get new sneakers after this. Ah, very good. <laughs> so as people are making their New Year's resolutions and they're going to get fit, can you give us some other kind of fun and interesting ideas and ways people can exercise? Yeah, so one thing I, I haven't mentioned is, is exercising in water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that's a, a formal physical therapy program in, in a, what we call a hydrotherapy or aquatherapy pool, okay. or whether that's at your local community center or gym where they may have a pool. But getting into the water, and it doesn't, it's not swimming. We're talking about, you know, walking in the water or doing some arm exercises in the water. Because water has a lot of properties. It has mm -hmm. buoyancy. So it actually offloads your body. So okay. that knee that may be sore walking on land won't feel the same in the water, will actually feel a lot better. Right. And it also can assist in some range of motion because it actually floats your arms up to the surface. Oh, really? So getting into the water, if that's something you have any sort of desire to do, is a really a great way to also exercise. And we hear a lot about bone health and how that's important for older adults. Why is it so important and what does it mean? Yeah, so bone health is absolutely vital to older adults. And as we age, especially in, in the older female population, mm -hmm. we do see decline in our bone health. Now, obviously, if your bones are not as strong and you should have an um, accident or trip and fall, mm -hmm. your chances of sustaining a fracture or a break in the bone is much higher if your bone density is not okay. great. So we encourage people to increase their bone density. Obviously, you need to see your physician if this is a real problem, but increase their bone density by the lower legs, you know, the legs you can do by walking because any kind of what we call weight-bearing exercises is very important for the legs. But when it comes to the arms, the best way to do that is really by doing resistance exercises. Okay. So we're going to show that a little bit later with some of the exercises, but don't forget to exercise your arms as much as you exercise your legs because the most common fracture, aside from the fracture of the hip, would be the fracture of the wrist in an older female. Well, as you break your fall on absolutely, the way down. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So stronger bones lead to less injuries, which leads to a much better quality of life. And Joe, I'm gonna ask you what we were asking all of our guests, what are you doing personally to make sure that you age well? So I love to play tennis. So I spend a lot of time on the tennis court hitting tennis balls. Um, that's my thing. I also love to walk the dog um, and if I can't go outside and walk the dog, then I'll walk on my treadmill. So. Of tennis and walking. Good. Thank you for watching this episode of Aging Insights. I want to thank our guests and volunteers for showing us how it's done. To find out more information and to view previous episodes, please visit our website at www.njaaw.org and click on Aging Insights. Aging Insights is brought to you with the support of our funders, supporters, and viewers like you. I want to thank our partners here at PCTV for helping us bring our guests to you. If you need information or resources about services in your area, please contact your county office on aging. Their phone number can be found on our website, or you can dial the state hotline at 1-877-222-3737. New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well wants to remind you to stay safe during the pandemic. And so please reach out to older adults who may be isolated 
need assistance, or lonely. Thank you, and be sure to tune in next time.